Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That is literally why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to get the publishing deal, to get the record deal, to get the management, to get the investor, to get the... They, they want to see what you've done. They don't want to bank on probabilities, on how good of an artist you are, because they know when they're putting the money in, it's going to be about the marketing too. You're going to need a little leverage when you come in. That's why we're here. This podcast is this, because we want you to win. The genius who came up with that, an acronym, that Baxternym, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And when you're ready, he gets you in touch with the pros, gets you an at-bat place where you can make a relationship. You can find Brent really easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their independent artists. And they did this by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities. And through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. Investors are the ones that are investing some money. And investors like numbers because numbers don't lie because numbers can't talk. And you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, brother? Yeah. How are you? Man, I'm, I'm doing better than your voice is doing. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a little wrecked, yeah. <laughs> That's all right, though. This is my episode, so I'll, I'll be carrying the bulk of the vocalization. Right, that's cool. So what are we going to learn today? All right, today we are going to be talking about the truth about independent song pluggers. So I've had people, a lot of people in the Songwriting Pro community ask about that. It may have come up a couple times in the Climb community on Facebook as well. Just like, hey, what should I look for in hiring an independent song plugger? Do you know of any good ones, that sort of thing. Are they worth it? Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's dive into some of that today. All right. And then by the end of it, I'm going to give you the opportunity to like hang out with an independent song plugger too. So there's a little nugget there to hang what? on to. Oh, bonus. Yeah. Okay. That's right. What do I like to do? I like to help you write like a pro, do business like a pro and connect you to the pros. And this definitely falls under a couple of those. Nice. All right. Well, before we do that, let's mm -hmm. take care of a little business. As always, the Climb Podcast is proud to partner with Disc Makers who've been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing. When you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, or distribute your music in media packages with the customized USBs that I'm so fond of, go to discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com. It's the only place that you need to go. And while you're there, just click on the guides and resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. And they just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. You can find them online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. Awesome. And hey, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. It's on Facebook. Ooh. Ask to be let in. We let everyone in who asks. And speak of boys and girls, or you will be Roadhouse. This is a great community. We're over a thousand members strong now. It's very active. There's stuff every single day being posted. This is not one of your dead songwriting communities or other kind of a drive-by Facebook group. Yeah, a Facebook group. Yeah, playing a song at somebody and roll out. Scream, what, do you, what do you call it? Screaming at the corner. <laughs> 
they have a bunch of people standing in corners and yelling yeah, or something. Exactly. Like now there's there's real people interacting and going back and forth on here, which is super cool, and I'm proud of that. So we welcome you to come in there. Also, leave a five star rating and review. Let other people know what you think about it. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, so that all the episodes are there and available to you in order, and you can go back and review and cherry pick what's working for you and what's not. And then finally, the best thing that you can do is share it. If you like it, if something's working for you, if there's some nugget of information that really opened your eyes, then by all means, please share it on your social media. Tell a friend about it. Let other people know what it meant and why it meant. That's that's the most authentic way to spread the word. We're trying to grow this audience because uh, you know we're doing this. We want to help people, right? That's right. Real quick before we get started, we've got a, speaking of five-star reviews, another five-star review. This is from Tristan Lee Music. And the five-star review, the title is, Yes, That's My Problem. I just listened mm. to my first podcast today. Here's your problem. Thanks to some awesome advice. I'm really working on discovering and developing my culture from here on out. So thank you, Tristan Lee. Yeah, thank you much. That's awesome. So independent song pluggers, what's the deal? Yes. What is the deal? Yeah. First, let's start off by defining what an independent song plugger is, and then we'll dive into some dangers and opportunities. So independent song players typically, and, and this is the music business, so there's always variation in how people define their, their job duties. But basically, independent song pluggers, they do not work for a publishing company. They work for songwriter clients. They aren't paid by the boss of the publishing company. They're paid by the songwriters whose songs they're pitching. So they, they pitch your songs, and they attempt to secure cuts. All right, so song pluggers are, hey, I'm going to take your song. I'm going to play for Joe A&R or Billy Artist or a Susie Producer. And I want to try and get your songs recorded. And so then the songwriter typically pays them a monthly retainer. It's kind of like a reverse publishing deal. So like John, you know, so I'll be like, hey, I'm Britain Songwriter. I'm going to pay you, you know, Johnny Songplugger. Here's 500 a month to pitch my songs. Right. And so in a normal publishing deal, the publisher pays the songwriter a monthly draw or advance and pitches his or her songs in exchange for the publishing of the songs. The publishing is like the ownership. So normal publishing deal, I'll be like, hey, I'm Brent Songwriter, Johnny Publisher, let's do a deal. You pay me 500 bucks a month in advance. You own the songs I write during this time. You try to go get them cut and we split the money, but you have the ownership, but we split the money. You get the publisher share. And, and by the way, the, yeah, the $500 a month is an advance on future royalties. So Exactly. So that first 500, that first thousand that comes in, 500 goes to you as a publisher share of the money. And the next 500, that is the writer share that would come to me. That goes to pay you back for that 500 you've already advanced. Yeah. Times however many months. So I don't see anything <laughs> extra, but next month I'm still getting another $500 advance. So that's how it works. Now, if you leave that publishing deal, you don't have to write a check and pay them back for what they've advanced you, but they keep those songs. They keep trying to exploit them and, and get the money back that yeah. way. And exploit's a good that's word a here. Exploit is, that's an industry term. It's not a bad thing. Right. I have heard our friend Amanda Williams, she likes the term employ your no, copyright, right. which I, I like that phrase better. Yeah. I leave it to a writer like Amanda to come up with a better phrase. Like we don't exploit your copyrights. We employ <laughs> them. I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that word a lot better. It makes me feel a lot that's better right, about myself. Yeah. <laughs> but Some anyway. of my babies are employed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not exploited. Whatever. So that's your traditional publishing deal. So with an independent publisher, and full disclosure, I've never hired an independent song plugger to work for me on a retainer or anything. This is so indie pluggers that I know, 
and that other people I've heard, you know, this is where I'm gathering a lot of my information. So I don't actually use one right now. But with an independent song plugger, you pay them a retainer. So you keep your ownership, but you pay them just like you almost a lawyer on retainer. Mm-hmm. I gave you this much money every month. You go work my songs so I get the suckers cut. Now, in some deals, though, the song plugger will also earn some publishing and or a monetary bonus on the back end if they get a major cut or the song reaches certain sales numbers or certain chart position. It's like a back end incentive for the plugger to not just get you cuts, but to get you the best cuts possible. Yeah. Right. So they know, oh, well, I'm getting paid. I'm just throwing out 500. That's not an industry standard that I know of. I'm just using this number. You, you go check around, right? If you're interested. But say, you know, they're paying me 500 bucks a month, which is cool. But if I go get one of their songs cut by Tim McGraw to goes number one, then I get like 50% of the publishing and an extra $3,000 bonus right. or something like that. So it's, it incentivizes them to not just go get Joe independent artists to get your song cut just enough to keep you happy and on the hook for the 500 the next month. I want to get that bonus. Mm-hmm. It's sales. It's yeah. a sales bonus. That's right. But every deal is going to be a little bit different. And so that you just want to talk about it on the front end. You just need to clarify all this on the front end. You don't want to hire an indie song plugger and then just assume they'll do everything that a regular publisher will because usually they won't do everything a regular publisher will. So what are some of the stuff they don't do? Or I would not expect an independent plugger to do. I would not expect an independent song plugger to hook up co-writes for me. I would not expect them to give like detailed song feedback and help build a better song. And I would not expect them to assist in the demo process. Mm-hmm. That's just stuff I don't normally hear about song players doing. Again, mileage varies. So your plugger may be like, no, man, send me songs. I want to give feedback because it helps me if you send me better songs to, to pitch. Mm-hmm. And they may go, oh, yeah, I'll be happy to hook you up with some co-writes because again, better songs makes my job easier or I'll even help in the demo because a better demo makes my job easier. Some may do that. I'm just saying I wouldn't, I definitely would not assume that you're hiring a full service publisher. I wouldn't assume yeah. that, you know, so that's something you want to talk about. Now, one thing I do expect, or I would expect if I were to hire one is a pitch log and a pitch log, a pitch is anytime you, you make a sales call with a song. Anytime you present a song with hopes of getting it recorded or going up the ladder to eventually get recorded, that's called a pitch. And a pitch log is record of that. Every time they pitch a song who they pitch it to, and the response they got, if they got a response. Mm-hmm. And so legit pluggers are going to provide a pitch log because like, hey, you're working for me. You're out there supposed to be selling my songs, basically doing the sales work for my songs. I want to know how much you're working them. Who, who's heard it? What kind of feedback you got? All that kind of stuff. So that is one thing without a doubt I would expect and demand basically. Like if you're not, if you can't That's provide a deliverable record, on the, on the cost of the month, that is the deliverable it would be a non-negotiable for one thing. If they're a good song player, they're going to have a pitch log. I have a pitch log and I'm only pitching my own stuff. Sure. So I know every place I've pitched a song, any sort of feedback I've gotten all that stuff because I want to know, cause that way it keeps you from taking in the same song three times and forgetting that you pitched it before. Yeah. It's how you be professional. So a good song plugger has those records. If they don't have those records, do not work with them. But a good one has those records. So then it's a matter of like, okay, you share the, my relevant portion with me. You know, I don't need to know who else songs are plugging, whatever. I just need to know my share. Because that way you know if your song's getting worked or not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one non-negotiable. All that making sense so far, John? Yeah, what I'm thinking about right now is I want to interject and just say that a lot of you, you got songs... You want to get them pitched. The song pluggers that I know, 
they're the they're the solid song pluggers. They're yeah. they know what they're doing. They actually have real relationships. They're not in the habit of taking on songs that they know aren't going to get cut. To, oh to yeah, try you're, to pitch him. Am I getting ahead of you? You're, you're reading ahead oh, of okay. my notes. <laughs> what you're doing? Don't worry. Okay, all right. There. Well, I won't go down that road. But yeah. I will say this: you get what you pay for. The first thing mm-hmm. that popped up into my head was a song demo situation. I just remember this one specific scenario. If you go and you look for the cheapest possible song plugger, I promise you're going to find him or her. They're going to be yeah. there, right? Oh yeah, we'll do this for 50 bucks a month, man. Where that's, you know what? Because we do lots of them. They give you some reason and you feel great about it and you're just spending money for nothing. With song demos, like we've got the Daredevil discount song demo program, right? It's not the cheapest way to get your song demos done, but it's with the best band. It's with, me producing mm. it's i mean it's in a world-class facility it's just a different kind of a product it's certainly not the most expensive when you compare it with some of the online things but i've had people like well i found this guy to do songs for 350 bucks for everything mm-hmm. including the singer which is yeah. 150 <laughs> yeah like i mean yeah. so most people don't come back and say anything because they're ashamed or whatever or they feel bad but i have one guy i just remember yeah. he came back and and he's like i gotta talk to you and i'm like how did that Another $350 demo turnout. He goes, well, I had to recut this and recut that and do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so how much did your $350 demo cost? He was like 1100 bucks. So I was like, you've done uh, that with me and had a good time. <laughs> and it would have been, would have been yeah. a, the time. So that's the point. Just don't go bargain basement shopping. That's Just be careful. And, and that's actually the next thing I want to talk about is some of the some of the independent song players who will waste your money. And, and we have some different types here. And so I just kind of want to roll through those so you can be aware of them. And so hopefully you can look for the red flags and avoid them. So the first one is the lovable loser. This independent song player means well, they have a good heart and they have the best of intentions. They really want to get you cut and they're really going to work hard for you and for other clients because they want everyone to succeed. Good hearts, right? However, they just don't have the ears to hear like great songs or they don't have the ears to hear casting the song. Like this is a good song for so-and-so, but a bad song for so-and-so, yeah. right? There could be a disconnect there, or they just don't have the network to get the songs to the people with the right. And they might not have the, the network right if they don't have the ears, right? Well, exactly. The, the, if you keep wasting the time with the A&R guy with a song that's not, if, you're, if I'm the A&R guy for, and I'm looking for mm-hmm. pitches for Colin Ray, cause he's still on a major label and I'm, I'm looking after him and you're bringing me cheating songs and drinking songs and yeah. Songs that wasting great my freaking time. Yeah. Colin you're Ray. wasting, like, you don't know who, like, what are you doing? That's like, you're not doing your job. Right. Exactly. So yeah. However they came with not having the right ears or, not having the right context. Either one is a disconnect that's fatal. They mean well, they just can't get your songs cut. They just can't get the job done. So that's why I call them the lovable loser. They're lovable. You'd love to go hang out with them. Good personality, but whatever, they just can't get the job done. God bless them. The next one to watch out for is the way too early bird. (laughs) So maybe they're great people as well and they're a good hang and they work hard and eventually they're going to make the right connections. They don't have that fatal flaw yet. Like they just have bad ears or they are a jerk or whatever, but you start paying them about five years too early. They can't get your songs into the right hands yet. And so that's just a lot of money down the drain that you're paying them every month. It's like, all right, well, let me check back in with you in a year and see where you are. Let me check back with you in two years, see where you are. Because eventually you're going to have those connections. And do I want to be paying you now while you don't have the connections, but you're trying. So that's something to watch out. Yeah. They have great ears because they love my songs. They're good at casting because they agree with me. They're heck of a hang, but they just don't know anybody yet. Okay. 
well, this may be a little bit too early for me to start spending my money on this. So that's someone else. So we've got the lovable loser and the way too early bird. The other one to watch out for is the shark. This is a black hearted scumbag who preys on the hopes and dreams of aspiring songwriters. This is a jerk that knows he or she is not really going to pitch your songs and try to get you cuts. They're not really trying. They'll create fake pitch logs because how are you going to follow up? Right. They can just make up pitch logs. Yeah. Pitch to so-and-so and so-and-so. And they just feed you baloney about like how Luke Bryan's producer loves your song or Ed Sheeran himself put your song on hold. BS, right? They just feed you enough hope to keep your checks mm-hmm. coming. And so those are the evil sacks of manure that they're out know, there. They are out there. Right. And they, yeah, you're, oh man, your song's great. Oh, I'm going to get this guy. Yeah, I played it for so-and-so. They just feed you that line of bull, but they're not even pitching songs or, they're, or they're just dropping off at an A&R inbox or doing an email, you know, just doing like bare minimum, mm-hmm. but they're just way overselling what they're doing. Cause that's why they want to keep your checks coming for them. That's success. Yeah. Turn and yeah. burn, burn through songwriters, keep getting checks, keep getting paid. So those are sharks. You got to watch out for them as well. And this last one, I have a lot of compassion for as well. So three of these, I have a lot of compassion mm-hmm. for this one. I, I feel bad for it's the morally compromised professional. Okay. And this person is a legit independent song plugger, or at least was right. They have the ears. They have connections, but they also have a stack of bills bigger than their stack of cuts. Yeah. So they give in to the temptation to take on clients that they know aren't quite ready. Like, well, maybe I might, they might pop out when I can get cut. So they know you aren't really writing hits, but they need the money. And so they'll probably play, play your songs here and there just to kind of soothe their conscience, but they won't play your songs so much that it hurts their reputation. But either way, you're wasting your money. Yeah, That's that dangerous gray area that if you're, if you're a plugger that you're like, hey, man, I know. Buddy Cannon, I know whoever these producers are. I know these people. I get songs to them. They can look uh, on their Instagram and see they got pictures with those people. (laughs) They got pictures of those people and they're hanging out with hit writers and they're hanging out with producers and label people and that kind of stuff. So it's like, okay. And they got good ears and they've gotten cuts before, but boy, they just need a little bit more income because the wife really wants to put in that new pool. Or they suck with money and like you said, the bills are just already there. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's like... I haven't had a single in a while, but I need that income. And so maybe I'll take on this extra client or this extra two clients and, and I'll try, I work hard for them, but they, they know you aren't ready yet, but dang, they need the money. Yeah. As opposed to the shark who's just, just out to screw you. Well, you so know, in, that, in that situation, not out to screw you, but dang, it's just, it's a, it's a moral yeah. hazard. In, in that situation, I always default to this. This is a great way. This was explained to me by a friend of mine. You got a hitman who's hired to <laughs> eliminate a family of five. Right. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. 
I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Okay. And so, however he does sure. it. Sure. Okay. Where is this going? So, okay. however he does it, like maybe he poisons them. Maybe he just pings them out, bing, 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 while they're in the living room watching TV, you know, a distant rooftop or something like that. Like he's, he takes care of business. It's all done. And then you got the guy, the drunk driver who had too much to drink, just trying to get his car home, ah. slides into that mm-hmm. family of five and wipes everybody out. And he didn't mean to do it. And he feels, reg- he feels right. regret for the rest of his life. It's a burden that he's going to have to carry for the rest of his life. But guess mm-hmm. what? The damage is the same. Or the guy that been pulling all-nighters working, trying to feed his family, falls asleep. The behind damage is the same. The same damage. Yeah. Who, who cares why or how? Or, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's, how it's been done. So, yeah, that's your family that got wiped yeah, out. Yeah, man. So, you know, Regardless you, just of, gotta yeah. be, you just got to be careful. I mean, the good song pluggers that I know, and I don't know a whole bunch of them, I, just because I don't interact with them that much with what we do. But their favorite word to say, not because they love to say it, but because they feel they have to, is no. They're mm-hmm. not going to take your song. Yeah. Why? Because they're really pitching songs, and they can't pitch something that isn't ready. Because that's going to hurt exactly. their reputation. Yeah, yeah, and that's the kind of the catch we're going to get to here at the end. Once again, I'm ahead of you. Well. Yeah. I know, I know. I got a plan, John. I got a plan. I thought this out. I got a lot of feelings on this. Spoiler alert, Johnny. As y'all can tell, we don't we don't really plan these episodes out a whole together. lot. Together. They went to do it together, right. We plan yeah. our own out, and we're just going, I don't know. So that's true, yeah. So you want to watch out for those people and, and try to – and we'll talk about that a little bit. But so far, I probably scared you off from song pluggers. I want to tell you about some of the opportunities that come with hiring a legit song plugger. So here's the bright side. Here's what can happen for you. One is expanding your song's reach. So a legit song plugger has the connections you don't. That's kind of the whole point, right? They can get songs heard by people who can say yes. They can get songs heard by people you can't get your songs heard by. So no song plugger is a guaranteed cut by any means. Just like a, just getting a publishing deal doesn't guarantee you diddly, mm-hmm. right? But the best of them can at least get your song a fair listen. And my buddy Joe Dan Cornett, he calls that a fair listen, meaning they're going to listen with the intent of like, if this is awesome, we're going to scoot it up the ladder or we'll cut it or whatever. It's like a legit mm-hmm. listen. And that's really all you can kind of hope for with an independent song plugger is that they can get your songs lots of fair listens. Yeah. And so it expands your reach beyond what you can do. That's the value they provide, yep. right? The other thing is it raises your songwriting profile and legitimacy. If you're working with a reputable, and I repeat, a reputable song plugger, they will get your songs heard by music business professionals. So the more people hear your songs, the more people hear your name. And so it starts building your brand around the industry. And also, as you're looking to book co-writes, if you have a legit song plugger, that makes you more attractive as a co-writer because there's a better chance that if you and that other person in the room write a great song and write the right song, it can get into the right hands because you've got somebody on your that can expand your reach. Yeah. On the note you just said, I think sometimes 
that makes sense, but it's vague in the minds of listeners that are listening, like how that really <laughs> yeah. works. But I liken it to, there's probably a handful of people that are climbers that I can name off by name because they're so active in the climb community, right? I've never met these mm-hmm. people before, Yeah, but they're usual suspects. They keep coming up. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, maybe they'll reach out with a private message. Hey, John, I got this question. Like, wh- what should I do with this or that? And they're helping other people out. Like, I just see them a lot. I see their names mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And so then I know, yeah. like, I know them. I feel like I know them. And that's the right. way that that kind of works, right? Like, for what you're talking about, yeah, well, you're, you're, more people are hearing your name. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it looked kind of like the, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago when you and I were, at, uh, were meeting up for the freak show. Where, you know, I go walking in, I get there a few minutes ahead of you. And so I'm just kind of milling around or whatever. And I see, I see a familiar face. It's Mark Anthony yeah. Dillon from you know, Climber. He's, he's a member of Freddie. So he, he's around. He's one of the song pros and he's active in the community and he's messaged me and stuff. So we've gotten to know each other a little bit, but never met face to face that I can remember. And, but I recognize him I'm like, Hey, and he's like, Hey. And so we just sit down and we chit and chat and we get a picture with you and you come up. So we all get a chat, but that's because he would have been anyone else in the crowd except for the initiative that he took to be a part, an active part of yeah, the community. Yeah. Yeah. There may have been other climbers there for all I know. Yeah. They haven't raised their hand as much contributed and been active and stuff. So, but it's kind of like that. And the big thing is a legit song plugger. If you're like, Oh, well I got Billy Bob pitching my songs for me. And they're like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really raise your status. That just means you got a little extra paycheck. Yeah. Make. And the, the other point I want to bring up is you talked about fair listen. And I just want to remind everybody mm-hmm. that you student of the game with the nuance of the game, right? It's not a black and white game. It's never been a black and white game. Football's not a black and white game. Feels like it is, right. but it's not. I mean, just watch Aaron Rodgers pull a play out of his behind when it falls apart and make a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's very much of watching what's happening and seeing what's going on and understanding the psychology of people and how they're doing. My manager used to tell me, when we'd be talking about this or like, you know, the Allman brothers or, or these other artists or these label guys. And she's like, man, they're no different than you are, John. I had them on this mm-hmm. pedestal in my mind. Right. And they're, yeah. they're no different than you. And Steve jobs is a famous quote about that. He goes, life, when you have the epiphany that well, this thing called life is created by people around you that aren't any smarter than you. And therefore you can influence it and change it. It's a, it's the uh-huh. most freeing thing in the world. Right. When you really, really deeply yeah. understand that, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm a player. And now what am I going to do? Right. As opposed to being held down yeah. by the man. So your song, your biggest cut, everybody said no to until somebody said yes. And I then all yes. of a sudden, yeah. like once you have that, the marquee value on your other songs changes. Remember how we've talked about Florida Georgia line with them pitching mm-hmm. that whole record the very first record, the one that had Cruz on it, which is a knockdown, drag out, smash hit song. Before it ever got on the radio, mm-hmm. it was a hit song. It was just so infectious and so good. Everybody said no. Radio said no. Everybody said no. And then all of a sudden, they got some momentum. They, they did something themselves. They got a reputation. They got leverage. Mm. And then everybody mm-hmm. said yes, but nothing changed, right? The producer didn't change. The songs didn't change. The band didn't change. The, the only thing that changed was the perception, and then it was huge. So you can shake your head yeah. at that and be like, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, everybody doesn't know what they're talking about. But no, that's just the way that it works. 
They want to be on a train that's moving, not on a train that isn't moving. So know that Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to, I tell you what's going to happen, Brian. People are going to be like, I'm going to get an independent songwriter. This is my one song, my good one. And we're just going to see what happens with that. And then I'm going to take the money from that and use that to pay for other independents to handle other songs of mine. And man, that's like a lemonade stand approach. It's not the way it works. It, it's, it's not it's, the way it's it works. It's unlikely that yeah. that's going to happen. So anyway, that's all I just. Yeah. So those are the opportunities, expanding your song's reach and raising your songwriting profile in legitimacy. And here's the catch. Here's the catch. The best song pluggers know that they can only properly represent a certain number of ongoing clients. They are conscientious professionals who want the best for their clients. So they are not going to work with too many of them at any one time. If they're getting paid, they want to give them and their songs the attention they deserve. So bottom line, it's kind of like that old, I think it was Gratro Marx or something. He said, I, I refuse to be part of any club that would have me as a member. The best song pluggers are picky about who they work with because they can't have too many clients. If the roster gets too big, they don't serve them well. And they're conscientious. They want to serve their writers well. And so also, they can be pickier supply and demand. There's more demand, more supply of riders than there are of slots available. So they're going to pick out the very best that they can, because again, those are back end bonuses and long-term benefit to their careers. They want to get the best riders and the best songs they can to increase their chance of getting cuts and singles. It's just good for business. It's good financially and it's good long-term. Smart business. There's only so many hours you know, in reputation. a day. And if you're going to be working right. those hours in that day, you want to pitch the stuff that's going to have the biggest possible outcome for you as the song exactly right also the best song players know that their careers are only as good as the songs they represent so they don't just take any client with a checkbook not the legit ones they don't take just anybody with the checkbook they're picky about who they represent if they bring in too many duds their connections stop taking their calls right no more meetings no more song plugging business so that's the deal the good news is there are some legit song pluggers out there bad news is they're really they don't take everybody yeah. <laughs> you know they may not want you because maybe you aren't ready yet. And, and that's probably the best thing you can hear instead of them just saying yes and taking your, taking your money. Cause that's not really helpful. I mean, they may be wrong. You may be sitting on a gold mine and you may have one or two hits in there, but if they don't believe in it, then don't pay them anyway. Cause they're not going to be pitching your stuff. You don't want to work with them if they don't believe in you, but that's, that's kind of the catch. So if you're considering shopping for an indie song player though, there are a couple things I want you to ask. One is, Hey, tell me about your track record. You know, what cuts have you actually gotten? Any recent cuts, any name, artist, any, you got any holds going on right now? What's going on? Now that can be an uncomfortable conversation. Myself, I have a hard time just coming out and being blunt like that because I'm a nine Enneagram peacemaker kind of guy. I don't like conflict. <laughs> that could be uncomfortable. I'm puts me um, on the other end. But <laughs> that's what I'll open with. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With a smile but on it, my face. Yeah, like which I'm is great. Trying to, I'm not trying to make the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, just yeah. fill me in here. If I'm looking at spending money here, I need to know I'm spending it well. So Sorry, let me just be play ignorant here. Yeah. Sell me. What cuts have you gotten? And what have you gotten recently? What you yeah, especially that what have you gotten recently? Like anything going on? Are you able to get cuts in the new music business? Because it's changing, it's evolving, the players change, the people in positions of power. And I know it's tough out there to get cuts. So even more so than I'm like, okay, are you able to do any? And and by the way, the marquee value thing works for song pluggers too. Jim McGraw gets a, oh, yeah. a, a number one and he's mm-hmm. got, and so-and-so was the song plugger that got that done. Believe me, everybody knows about that around town. Now all of a sudden oh, yeah. that guy, that song plugger's name is on everybody's tongues and, and talking about it. And so it's, 
Like you got yeah. another one of those? You, you find the honeycomb yeah. line out of, of cool songwriters that are changing the, the music business for the better? Exactly. And that's the other thing you want to ask about is their network. Who are their strongest industry contacts? Who are their golfing buddies? I mean, it's not enough to just go, well, I've got emails for Joy Moy and, and producers or A&R people or whatever. Okay, that's not, is that worth 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month? Just that they can email that most of the time goes into an email black hole or they can drop off at the at Warner <laughs> Brothers or whatever. And it's like, I want to know, you're like, you're playing golf with Scott Borchetta yeah. on yeah. the weekends or, you know, whoever these people are, like, who do you know really? Who do you hang with? Like, who do you have the direct line to? Tim McGraw, I think all of his stuff goes through Missy Gallimore. Like, she is a point person. If you think you're sitting on a stack of Tim McGraw cuts and that plugger can't get Missy Gallimore on the phone, it's probably not who you need mm-hmm. to be hiring. Most everything goes through Missy. You want to hear like, oh man, yeah, Missy. We go and we see each other, all this stuff. I got her I'm email. Just look, her oh, here's dog. a text from her. Yeah. Oh, just came in. <laughs> exactly. I'm her dog father. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you want to hear because those are the people who are going to get songs heard and not just to have a one shot here and there, but they're like, hey, Tim's looking, what you got? Oh, you want the people that are buddies because they actually, the stronger and wider their network, the better chance they can actually get you cuts and get your songs a fair listen by the right people. And so those, again, uncomfortable conversation, but it's one you need to have because it's your money, it's your career. You can't expect them to go, I'm probably not the person for you. Legit ones will do that, but it's because you're not the person for them, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But you just want to ask, what's your, what's your track record? What's your network look like? Mm-hmm. And you just got to do that. If you're, if you're serious about, you know, spending your money wisely, but yeah, that's the truth about indie song players. As I see it. I also want people to be thinking about just have some humility when you go. Okay. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people who think they're like hit songwriters and their songs are just straight up shite or they're just, they're just, or they're just okay. And they're on their way, but they're on their way, right. To, to making it better. And sometimes Mm -hmm. in, in your point, Brent, they're, they're a great songwriter but they're not in touch with the market. Mm. They're writing great. Yeah. This would be a hit song. Big smile in the nineties, big frown. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with them, trying to take that, when you get with a reputable, try to take that constructive criticism to heart and don't, Mm -hmm. you can't take it personally. You've got to, you've got to think of it. Like we brought this up before. We got to think of it like, like Billy Joel, Billy Billy Joel's famous statement. I think of all my songs as my children. I love them all equally as my children. Some of them grow up to be doctors and lawyers. Some of them grow up to be delinquents. (laughs) You can love them all, but just keep having children, right? Like that, that, that's the, that's 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 my motto. (laughs) And for real, (laughs) he stopped having them. He started importing them. He just, yeah. Importing them, right, exactly. um, So that's just, where I, th- I think too many people just come into this with, it's not an artistic approach to it. They have like a lemonade stand business approach to it. And there's different business models for different businesses. Very, very effective. They work really, really well, but you've got to be aware of the differences, right? A lemonade stand has a different business model than say something like a subscription-based something on like a, like 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 pick monkey or can or some sort of subscription-based mm. technology or Adobe PDF or like, what, mm. you know, you, everybody that's probably listening to this podcast got a subscription to something, some kind of software yeah. online. That's a different business model with a digital product than an actual lemon. Here's lemon and lemonades. And, you know, so you can't, you've mm. got to make sure that you're applying the right business model to this. So it's going to make sense. And you have 
a good outcome. Otherwise, if you're trying to sell lemonades like via a subscription software thing, like nobody's going to buy it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's as stupid as that sounds, but it's like you're putting square holes, square pegs in round holes. It's not going to work. So just understand the yeah. difference and how to approach it, and then you're going to have you, you're going to see the needle move at some point at least, you know. Yeah. And, and if you're, you know, if people aren't blowing up about your songs, like, you know, in, in the climb community, we, when we do music Monday or the, you know, songwriting pro Facebook group on you day, Tuesday or feedback Friday, or, or you send songs in to play for publisher or to NSAI evaluation, whatever, and people aren't like going nuts, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably not ready for an independent yeah. song player. And the only one you'll probably find to let you pay them is probably a shark or a way too early a bird or a lovable loser or somebody. And so that's not going to do you any favors. So that's one way to start gauging that is like, are people like flipping out about my stuff? Am I getting positive feedback yeah. on this? If just my peers aren't loving it, whew, pros have a higher bar than your, than your family and your friends. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. Okay. So opportunity. Yes. Yeah, opportunity. So on Tuesday, August 13th, I'm hosting a know the pro event uh, through Freddie com with successful independent song plugger Shane Barrett. And then there's actually another one in, in August as well. On the 20th, we have Tim Hunzey, uh, formerly of Olay Music, but now they've been bought. Actually, he's at Parallel. They went over to Olay. Olay is now Anthem Entertainment. So, but the same old Tim Hunzey that's hit publisher. And he's going to be coming up on August 20th for Know the Pro event. So basically, this is a video conference that you can join from anywhere in the world. And you can get face-to-face with Shane and with Tim. You can ask your questions face-to-face online. And if you miss the event, you can watch the replay in the Freddie members area where you can also find interviews with hit music publisher Scott Shared, hit songwriters Byron Hill, Jimmy Yeary, rising artist Aaron Goodwin, and more and more and more. Uh, also people like the Southern Gospel World and, and CCM World and country and writers and, and different stuff. So, the, and the good news is this is free for members of Freddie.com, F-R-E-T-T-I-E.com. And Freddie is only like five bucks a month. So it's ridiculously underpriced. So I'd get in now because it won't stay that price, but you can lock in that $5 a month now and continue to take advantage of me every month. And I won't be mad at you (laughs) to exploit the opportunities here. But yeah, this is a chance for like in August, seriously, five bucks. Get in front of the pros. Hey, why don't I, you know, why don't I spend two hours in the virtual room with these independent song players where I can raise my hand and ask them, or one music publisher and one independent song plugger, and I raise my hand to them, ask them my question. And then I can hear Brent ask them questions and other people ask them questions. And then I can watch the replay. And Questions I, can, I didn't even think of asking, and they asked them. And they and asked now. it for me. Or if I missed it, I'm a member of Freddie, so I can watch the replay and also hear him talk to songwriter Hall of Fame member Byron Hill or Jimmy Urie, who wrote I Drive Your Truck about Jimmy's process, how he prepares to write and how he approaches a song. And just great value there at Freddie. And it's like I said, it's only five bucks a month for now. And also, I'll give you a little sneak preview. In September, Larry Beard is going to be joining us. Larry runs one of the best demo studios in Nashville, and so we're going to be talking about the demo process and, and breaking that down. This event is also free for Freddie subscribers, and really, for five bucks a month, it's it's really a no-brainer. So I don't know what you're waiting on. To get details, just go to freddie.com. That's F-R-E-T-T-I-E.com. And then even just the top toolbar, it has a What is Freddie? You can click on that, and you can actually see a, a sneak preview of some previous Know the Pro events. You can actually see how it looks and how how it operates. You get a little snippet there. You can check that out and see what other stuff we have because that's those events are just a tip of the iceberg of what we do over at Freddie. So that's F-R-E-T-T-I-E dot com. So we'd love to have you come by and 
join the family. Awesome. All right. Guys, well, once again, make sure that you join the climb community. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review and share it with somebody. If, if, if it's helping you, it's going to help somebody else. And that's going to be, that's just the best to make you look cool. It's, yeah. It just makes you look cool. And it's actually the best way to, to, to lift us up and make that happen. So this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.